Nina is fighting for Ukraine by supporting heroes on the front line. She is very actively involved in fundraising for frontline supplies and, of course, fighting Vatniks through NAFO as well. She has a huge range of activities. She's a social media influencer, blogger, of course, a proud Ukrainian and a volunteer helping uh, Ukrainian army defenders on the front line. This is also the second time Nina has uh, blessed us with her presence here on the channel. So I'm absolutely delighted to welcome her back. We're going to be talking about veterans. We're going to talk about fundraising, volunteers, things which are absolutely critical to Ukrainian uh, war effort and Ukrainian resilience. Before we start on that, please do also check out the links that we're going to put in the description of the video. Um, it's going to be links to the incredible um, products that uh, Nina has, things like patches and so on, which I very much encourage people to buy. But there'll also be information about how you can potentially help her um, fundraising efforts, but also other validated Ukrainian charities like Superhumans and so on, um, which we include as standard now in every one of our videos. But Nina, welcome to the channel. Uh, hello, everyone. Hi, Jonathan. Glad to be here uh, on your channel again. Well, last time we talked in more general terms about the ecosystem of support within Ukraine. We talked about international volunteers as well, fundraising and so on. But that was pretty much a year ago, I think, or at least sort of eight months ago. Um, and things have changed. Um, in your view, is the need for fundraising, is the need for support, is the need to know that the world is still very much on Ukraine's side, is that more important now than when we last spoke? Uh, yeah, I think it's um, even more important now because uh, from also from talking with other volunteers, with my friends, I hear that uh, the like requests, they increased many things that were not in that high demand. For example, uh, before, uh, for example, like um, many units didn't have any issues with food supplies or some uh, small gear supplies. Now they come and request uh, volunteers to help with this as well. So we just see it. Uh, unfortunately, this uh, uh, lack of uh, support probably shows this. And uh, in general, the economy in Ukraine is not that uh, good because of war and because of all the, the issues we have uh, a part of war. And uh, unfortunately, that, um, yeah, uh, the front line feels this. And we need um, even more, so our frontline uh, soldiers they need even more support but many uh, th there is also a phenomenon that many more people joined a volunteering um, uh, like movement because uh, it, for me it was as well it was not that easy to start uh, volunteering because everyone has this you know pride that uh, you cannot uh, uh, like back ask uh, for help and it's not uh, something we uh, should do we used to do and uh, some people like uh, didn't have issues with it they started volunteering right away because they felt it necessary other uh, for the other it took more time like for me and um, there are people who come to this only now overcoming this you know guilty feeling and stuff because they see their friends um uh, needing help then see that other friends volunteering that motivates them so from the other hand yeah there are more people who are involved but uh, the demand is increasing uh, even higher so there is never enough like help 
and we uh, we need to constantly supply resupply things and uh, yeah much more requests than we can handle and sometimes it's not um, yeah it's not easy also uh, like mentally uh, to refuse uh, when you uh, you see that uh, the soldiers need something or a big unit needs and for example for me i'm just single volunteer for big um, units i sometimes I, i'm just not able to to help but uh, now i have more like a network of contacts so i'm trying at least to involve more volunteers or to suggest them another contact so uh, it's still uh, yeah still it's good to be uh, to be needed everyone is needed and we encourage everyone to really don't forget about ukraine about supporting us because now we need everyone more than ever especially with this uh, lack of supplies and, and um, lack of ammunition uh, like our support uh, covers some of these gaps uh, and that's that's a huge help itself it saves lives and uh, eventually will help us to win and of course yes you definitely mustn't be shy about asking because you're not just protecting your own land your own people do you and the uh, you know the, the the soldiers and veterans that you're fundraising for do you have a, a sense that you are protecting you know western europe in fact and its democratic values and freedoms you're you're actually in the front line of protecting you know a much bigger territory than ukraine from an assault against values which actually you know western europe shares with you you know freedom of speech um freedom of belief freedom of expression all these things I mean, is that sense grown as well uh, over these two years of war? I can tell you what I noticed, like, for example, from uh, soldiers. Mostly, I cannot say they feel it like this. They have different, um, uh, like, view on this, but uh, I haven't heard much that, uh, like, we are protecting the whole world. Mostly, we are protecting, like, the... Uh, like main ideas of like democracies that uh, what is uh, like moral uh, values for uh, everyone uh, for humanity that's that but not specifically like Europe or Western world or something uh, for many like we have for example a lot of Georgians here and I love Georgians a lot I um, I visiting Georgia for three living there for three months and uh, they're like really close to our culture so Georgians they feel it like it's their war because they had a lot of um, conflicts with Russia and they have um, like their country were damaged a lot so they feel like they're protecting their country they don't mostly um, take it as uh, protecting Europeans like for Ukrainians of uh, for Ukrainians it, we just want um, our families our land to be protected to be safe uh, so this is also not like the the measure idea and we really feel like um, the whole world is helping us and um, yeah we appreciate that uh, but um, I cannot tell that there is a common like me, uh, understanding that uh, we are protecting the the western world from my perspective that's that's true because we if uh, we lose here and this evil will win then it means in any country this can 
again happen and uh, it means there is no safe place in the world because uh, this peace in Europe um, to me now it feels like it's a kind of illusion that it will uh, last forever when you live in it you think it's uh, it's not going to change we also had this illusion just two years ago but um, yeah uh, overall our fight here so everyone has different uh, motives to fight uh, uh, of course there is also the idea to protect the whole world from from the uh, injustice that is uh, coming like just that is here uh, but um, yeah that's uh, mostly i think our supporters uh, feel like this in 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 here on, on our uh, inside the war it's less um, uh, like this idea is less uh, common and um i wanted to get a sense as well because before we hit record we were talking about the different requirements so you've got people obviously on the front line you've got people who are in support positions around there um but also you have more and more veterans which of course have specific needs and um when I uh, was fortunate enough to be able to 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 visit Lviv in August of last year, um, I was shown around Superhumans, which is an absolutely incredible facility for veterans who have amputated limbs and they're being rehabilitated. And the idea there is, you know, not just to uh, not just to help somebody be mobile, but to fully give them a purpose um, and get them back into society. And what sort of shocked me was how many of those veterans uh, didn't want to just go back and think, you know, well, I've done my thing now and go back to civilian life. Apparently 80% of the amputees want to get back to the front and some, some it's not possible, of course, um, but they can come back in terms of roles as trainers uh, and, and various support roles. Um, some can even be say drone operators and so on. Um, so what's your experience here about the needs of people in the front line versus people who are classed as veterans, but who might still be able to play an active role in supporting Ukraine uh, and its war effort? Yeah, so m many soldiers who I supported two years ago, now they're veterans, so all, all of them like veterans now, because uh, everyone who participated in um, uh, combat, uh, they are veterans even if they continue uh, doing this but many uh, left because like international legion soldiers they can break contract at any point of time and then they uh, just um, leave uh, uh, the combat so i have my like close friends who are veterans already and i can tell the this uh, whole meaning of veteran it uh, it changed um, it in Ukraine at least. So before it was veteran for us was uh, an elderly man uh, who fought in uh, World War II. And we um, like had uh, 9th of May was the day when we um, remembered about them and there was some activities uh, and some uh, like appreciation of them. And the modern uh, like meaning of veteran is completely different. So we have 19 year old veterans uh, already and um, they the like huge amount of uh, people now it's not the small um, uh, community it's and it's growing and uh, i also 
described in my post and in, in Twitter that uh, at my uh, company and my uh, at my job uh, uh, we also have veterans joining uh, like who returned from uh, uh, from the war they were fighting for more than uh, more than a year and then had were wounded and they cannot continue fighting so they um, come back to uh, civilian life and um, try to uh, like reintegrate and they uh, find uh, jobs so we also hired uh, uh, several veterans i have a veteran in my team i'm very proud of it and um, uh, this is also like i consider it a part of my volunteering activities to support veterans and uh, in general moral support of uh, all uh, our soldiers and uh, veterans who are no, no longer soldiers because this is something that you cannot uh, buy for money you cannot fundraise for being a friend or providing uh, this kind of support and this is very uh, very important not only for um, them but just in general for society because uh, we have now big uh, amount of veterans and they have very special challenges and um, they cannot adjust to society any longer we must adjust uh, to to them and uh, i'm uh, also trying to raise this awareness uh, everywhere uh, in my like com community of uh, friends and uh, on twitter when i have opportunity as well because it's very important uh, uh, topic in ukraine we have uh, a lot of also movements specifically focused on veterans uh, uh, we have courses for uh, these uh, psychologists uh, for like civilians people how to communicate with veterans how to behave uh, uh, when you have like your loved one as a veteran for example because it's very special and it's um, it requires some knowledge you cannot uh, uh, like easily uh, adapt to it if you uh, yeah, if, if you had no, uh, you have no idea uh, how how it is, and mostly veterans, they so all all uh, veterans, all soldiers, also they feel very much isolated from my society. This is like absolutely everyone with whom I'm talking. Uh, after like I think several months on the front line, uh, they no longer feel supported even by their families, even though there's mobile phones and we have constant um, like contact with them only several days of maybe disconnect during some deployments but then again and still uh, it's not solving um, this like their feeling of being like isolated and rejected even uh, by the society that's why I always uh, um, ask people who uh, support my uh, campaigns with care packages to send personal messages not just general message but some personal messages we even uh, made a campaign when I asked soldiers to uh, just give their call signs not names not some personal information just call signs so every supporter can address uh, his message to this person so this is very uh, it's a big um, thing when um, he he can receive uh, or she can receive the personal message it's for women as well i also talked and um, listened to many 
uh, girls on the front, even even if they have like family and not lonely people, they feel really abandoned on the front. It's like a, like probably a common uh, phenomenon uh, of the war of the combat uh, experience. So they they really need this like messages, uh, supportive things, but also it's very easy to hurt uh, them with uh, some questions. So it's important not to push, not to ask something. And also just wanted to share with everyone one uh, thing I discovered and was also confirmed with um, uh, psychologist, uh, military psychologist that, uh, for example, we tend to, to call uh, soldiers, our defenders, heroes. So I also, I was also one of those. I, I wrote to all my friends, are you my heroes? You are the best and everything. And then my, most of the times they either don't reply anything on this or they just try to reject it saying we are not heroes. We are just uh, like fighting and it's our job and everything. And then um, we discussed it with the psychologist and he said, this is the most painful thing you can say to veteran and to a soldier who's, who is alive because uh, they, among them, heroes are only those who sacrifice their life. So for, and when we say, you are a hero they feel guilt they feel so they they even said uh, the military scholar said uh, he's also a veteran he said i want to kill myself immediately when i hear that i am a hero because for me it means like like no i don't deserve it if i'm alive because many of my friends died and they are heroes and i'm here i already feel guilty that i survived and when civilians come and then push it. I was pushing really my friends. He's, he, they told me they're not heroes. I said, no, you are wrong. You are superheroes and everything. And now I understand I was hurting them even though I tried to support them. And for me, it felt like I'm doing super good. And for them, I they were like wanted to commit suicide after this support. So this is very important to to be careful with what to say so i also now tell to uh, to everyone please be careful don't put any labels on um, um on on defenders they just um, try to use names not just call them anything like no not like killers heroes uh, or uh, uh, like supermans anything just uh, keep away from this because uh, you never know how they can take it and there are many many things like this for example not to come really close when you talk because this is not this is like uh, how brain uh, works after such um, like stressful um, situation that they were in um, they their brain works up differently and it's like not a temporary thing it's like almost for forever and um, this they feel they need to be to protect themselves and any even person who they love they cannot um, feel comfortable like being very close and i was also tend to like come and hug and just be like really uh, touching so for, for them it's mostly not um, not that uh, easy and uh, also need to be careful uh, with this so uh, just all these little things you know we need to learn 
and we need to also teach each other uh, not only to make uh, people who we like our friends who come back from war uh, who we love but also for ourselves not to uh, not to get into a situation when, when you will be hit uh, by, by a soldier because he, he it's just uh, like normal a reaction for, for our like some, some action that is uh, common for us. And uh, yeah, so this is um, probably the biggest uh, uh, goal for me after, after the war. I will keep uh, doing it, supporting like my friends and maybe more. Uh, uh, veterans but now it's already uh, already the the time when we should start because a lot of people come back from war and PTSD is really strong uh, in soldiers who are on <clears throat> on, on the at the war zone now so yeah this is a very important uh, uh, part of volunteering actually all volunteers they uh, they do this, they support veterans, they provide uh, like moral support, even just uh, being in touch sometimes, it's it's already a big thing for them. And I like also this um, uh, volunteering movement called the Ghost Concept. I don't know if you heard about it. That's, um, uh, that's like a, a, like organization that helps uh, to connect uh, soldiers who are who don't have any um, like support from outside, like orphans, for example, people who don't don't talk with family or maybe family doesn't support them, and they like really lonely um, and um, <clears throat> don't have anyone even to to chat or to call, and uh, they can um, find kind of a friend supporter who wants to communicate with soldiers who support them. And uh, so soldiers apply to this and um, people um, who want to support uh, soldiers apply and then they match uh, kind of pairs. Maybe several supporters can be assigned to one soldier and then they um, just have it. I think signal chat, they talk, they um, like, send some uh, things to, to the soldier and provide uh, a lot of uh, this mo moral boost, you know, for, uh, for soldiers. That's uh, what I wanted also to start, kind of similar uh, activity, but uh, uh, we mostly ended up with uh, sending care packages uh, because it's quite a big uh, uh, effort to make this whole concept work and it's already like existing so i just also forwarding to everyone who is interested um, uh, this um, cost concept uh, uh, foundation this is probably so and is it easier sometimes for veterans to talk to each other? You say there's this there's this challenge to come back into civilian life, especially if they're coming back to cities which may be further from the front line that may be less under threat of, say, missile strikes and so on. So it's is it is it easier to talk to other soldiers or be in the company of other veterans than sometimes it would be in the company of family and civilians? Yeah, absolutely. It, there is even a study after uh, the 2014 when we started having uh, like the whole meaning of veterans. Uh, the study was made that, and I, now I can also confirm it, uh, that many soldiers, many veterans, they 
uh, they have very strong self-identification with uh, their uh, group uh, and uh, they even say it out loud that they only other uh, veterans can understand them and they even have plans to like after the war if they survive they will live together because if any so if they have some uh, issues uh, only other like veteran can understand them it's like really common uh, and family they don't rely on family that that much uh, in this case family uh, who like as i said uh, has some knowledge and adjust to this uh, like changes in their uh, family member they can be a great support but uh, without uh, any preparation uh, really we we can just hurt them more and uh, that's why of course it's easier for them to talk between each other and they keep connection after um, even after um, uh, finishing this uh, combat at least uh, what i see uh, from people who i met uh, as uh, soldiers before and who are now veterans they they don't even leave this uh, group chats with units even though they're no longer in that unit they try to stay there because it's it's quite important for them uh, for their uh, yeah for their feel, feeling uh, safe to to stay there because and the connection uh, as well the connection with action to I guess no people are alive and are still fighting as well I mean there must be a if you leave that and you're so close to people, there must be the constant worry that, uh, you know, they, they're in danger and, and they may not either go missing or, or not survive as well. Yes. Yeah. This is so, uh, this is so very, uh, very difficult. And also, um, uh, yeah, like a contact for, uh, for, for my friends who, um, uh, from International Legion mostly, uh, who left and now they don't really know how to adjust to the um, to the society. And I am from Ukraine, they are in different countries now and they still sometimes come for advice how to how to uh, like adjust uh, to, to, to that uh, society, which is uh, like a bit different, different for me. And also, I suggest uh, often to just go to the therapist. And um, I know several in Ukraine uh, who are English speaking and Ukrainian speaking. So I like really encourage my friends to to go to them, and it helps a lot. So those guys and girls who are like uh, have this uh, uh, understanding that they need help, and they come and ask for help. This is. Uh, uh, like why why one way of uh, improving things but what i see they they change uh, a lot it's not uh, like the same people who were two years ago it's like really um sad and worrying to see uh, but yeah still we need to support them as much as we can i mean they would have seen horrific things they would have potentially had to do horrific things to survive and to help their comrades survive um in terms of psychological support um, is this largely available uh, on uh, some volunteer or private basis, or is there a support network to treat PTSD, et cetera, uh, available through the state? Or is this an area that requires 
uh, significant development and focus? Uh, there is um, a veterans foundation. They provide also um, like psychological therapies uh, support and uh, but I, I never been in touch with them to be honest. Uh, I mostly advise private volunteers who also they they usually very open uh, to to support just for free just to if they even ask um, uh, these uh, guys who I suggest uh, to them then they ask to share their contact with uh, the whole unit who whoever needs just um, comment and they'll help for example uh, yeah I was also discussing with um, one of my friends they for example advise um, sometimes to even pay more attention to to health because on the front when there are constant like suffering and uh, even small like uh, injuries they're not um, like considered serious problem but uh, then the small things they um, accumulate and it also brings a lot of problems and person doesn't even realize it so they just even sometimes come to this um they just advise just okay uh, pay attention to to all this just go to doctor or just um have some um, time to to really uh, re relax and have some rest and this is already solving like a lot of problems so these uh, little things they um, cannot uh, come to them themselves they need to pr professional uh, to uh, to advise on it so yeah m mostly um, uh, I feel that it's not enough uh, currently on, on a state level, or maybe uh, we have uh, just uh, the problem with like spreading the information about it. This organization exists, but I'm sure that most of uh, soldiers doesn't know about it, and uh, there's no easy to find it. It's the, I haven't seen any like banners in the cities with this or any like announcements somewhere this is kind of a problem in ukraine we have you don't have this um, culture of like advertising <laughs> good things uh, on on a uh, big audience so uh, yeah but uh, that's actually good a good point and i will check maybe i will uh, also try to to look for this kind of resources and make um, uh, a list for uh, uh, to share with everyone so this spread this information is our uh, like <laughs> possibilities in the, in social media and i'll connect you with someone who's been on the channel as well um he is involved in trying to set up a support network psychological support networks for veterans uh because they identified a, a, a big gap there so i'll send you his details he's uh, uh an incredibly uh powerful personality he's an irishman who's lived in kiev for a long time and uh is setting up these these sort of networks so uh that that might be of some help but we're talking about a huge scale here aren't we um because of the scale of the front line because of the fact there are hundreds of thousands of people fighting the scale of these post-combat trauma and psychological problems it's it's going to be huge isn't it it's almost unprecedented in the modern world the sheer scale of people that are going to require support who already in fact require support yes that's um 
that's the problem many people require support already now a lot uh, and if they don't receive this support it will be um, a huge problem for society because uh, there are already uh, like expected uh, like increase of suicides for example that's what everyone is talking about and uh, uh, yeah also the general uh, like violence in uh, different areas this is uh, like inevitable if you don't uh, do anything with it so it's very important to to also like uh, focus on it that's why I'm, I'm i'm also keen to uh yeah uh join this movement to raise awareness and uh, uh encourage everyone to uh to join and to learn how we how we can improve this because absolutely everyone in Ukraine have their friend or family member uh, who is a veteran and we will have a lot of colleagues veterans uh, at work this is also important part of um, area of uh, life and everywhere we need to um, uh, like adjust how to how to integrate uh, them back and also help them to, to live with us because they really feel like they're different now. They cannot be with us. Some, many, many of my friends, uh, soldiers say to me, you'll never be able to live uh, with civilians any longer. They just really think like this. And uh, to me also, even, even to me, it was like not... Uh, clear what, what they're talking about but then now I learn and dig deeper into it what um, issues they they have and understand that's really serious it's not uh, just words it's uh, a reality and uh, they cannot cope with it themselves we need to we need to be uh, like all of us need to learn and uh, joined and uh, help them and on state level of course uh, but on the state level there are a lot of uh, initiatives we just need to make sure they they don't uh, stop and they fund it uh, enough so again it's a lot of about volunteering i'm sure uh, there won't be enough um, funds for all the state uh, initiatives and of course it's it's an experience which uh, in britain people only generations ago had i mean uh, a couple of years ago a relative of mine uh, passed away but he had uh, fought in uh, sort of special operations in north africa so again very intense warfare behind enemy lines and um that that fundamentally changed his his character you know he was very withdrawn uh for his entire life very very reclusive and he certainly wouldn't talk about the war he didn't want to discuss anything about the second world war and his activities an incredibly sort of painful thing so i mean that really ties up what you said earlier about being sensitive to what you can and can uh, cannot ask a veteran and also giving them perhaps space as well because they're they're not necessarily going to want to to be the same person another challenge um it seems to me is that you have a lot of veterans whose families and wives are actually abroad as um, as refugees, and they may feel in some ways reassured that they're safe physically, but in other ways they may feel even um, more of a distance 
between their previous lives and their current lives and and this the experience of their families which are going to be fundamentally different in foreign countries learning foreign languages trying to adapt with all those pressures does this what's your view on 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 the sort of refugee problem there and how that's affecting uh, soldiers who are serving and veterans as well i cannot tell uh, much about this because uh, i don't have any like um close uh, people who who i can uh, like see for uh, like in this um, uh, in this scenario but uh, what i hear a lot of course and see from uh, from social media there are a lot of different dramas of course uh, about this when um, there are also couples that split because of this and uh, the um, uh, families there become too distant of course uh, for, from each other and uh, there are a lot of conflicts in, in inside families and uh, when they reunite um, they're also like a lot of uh, pressing uh, topics and they cannot uh, sometimes live uh, together any longer so of course this will be also uh, one of the problems uh, like a huge uh, scale of uh, of this kind of problems we'll need to deal with but um, they're also like i i hope there will be also good uh, uh, positive part from from this because people living abroad many will return after the war i'm sure not everyone of course many of uh, even of my friends i would say like 10% uh, of people who i know uh, who left they would uh, they already decided to uh, to stay like relocate uh, permanently but uh, 90% will return and it's my like personal feeling no <laughs> no reference to any official uh, information but uh, uh, I, I think so and they will also bring with them some uh, new knowledge like different view on things different habits the good uh, uh, habits I, I hope <laughs> because uh, f from my experience when I go to another country to Europe I really keen to like get inspiration from uh, from different uh, ideas that I see there uh, and uh, I bring it to my home and uh, try to also uh, yeah make them uh, happen here so many now many people will do this and this will help us to rebuild a more beautiful country so from this perspective I think there will be also positive parts and also this new generation, kids who are growing there, who learn um, at school in uh, other countries, and they will come back. They will also be already different um, mentality, and, uh, and it's good. But uh, yeah, of course, in terms of separating families, yeah, this is uh, this is really difficult. And um, but everyone makes uh, his own choice. It's it's a choice, so. Everyone has his own path and destiny, so that's something people will uh, live through. Um, but yeah, for veterans, no, no matter um, where you live, you need to really learn how to help veterans because they will need help. And uh, it's like 
having people with different type of traumas, uh, physical traumas and wounds, you need to treat it differently the same with veterans. It's not like you learn one thing how to communicate and it works for everyone. It's also very special, very different. You just need to understand there is uh, like a situation and you need to uh, act accordingly and uh, yeah, try to improve yourself to uh, to be also on the safe side yourself and to to help others and your loved ones well let's turn i mean the last question i've got here is really about fundraising itself you're extraordinarily active you've got the care patches you're connecting people with these fantastic ideas on on how to help people and of course providing just you know support as as a, as a friend and a colleague now before we hit record you were showing me the fantastic uh patch you've got there could you describe yeah let's get that on the camera that's brilliant this is uh, uh, my fellow patch I, I made it with my name this time i don't know if you can see here i can <laughs> Just, see that yeah <laughs> uh, and i also have international legion patch that, that's um, a gift uh, from my friends in international legion and how does this um how can people help i mean it's it's i know a lot of people in nafo actually collect patches and i was asked a couple of times uh, over the weekend when i when i met up with a few of them what is my patch collection looking like and i'm like i only have one patch so far so it's not really a collection yet um but does this does this sort of activity really help? I mean, it helps me to engage with Ukraine. It helps people to engage with uh, uh, you know fighting the informational war and the physical war. But does does this really help as well in in generating funds? And how can people get involved? Uh, yeah, it helps uh, generating funds, and it's actually still I'm still being surprised every time uh, I see how how much people uh, yeah sometimes. Uh, into these patches uh, but uh, I also like this idea I uh, started it from just uh, making my patch I decided uh, uh, that I, I want a patch because uh, the uh, there is a trend uh, kind of in Ukraine and military people they wear patches I'm not in military but uh, uh, because I'm trying to be connected with them as much as possible it's also uh, kind of taking uh, over their habits uh, so I made just for fun this patch and post it in a, um, on my page in, uh, on my uh, page in Twitter and uh, some people asked if they can also have it and then I decided why not to make it um, like available for everyone and then people just donate money and I will put my efforts in um, uh, like ordering and uh, organizing all this uh, and at the same time, we'll help our soldiers because uh, this when when people receive something uh, physical in return, something that make them happy, they they also more motivated to support. And uh, yeah, to, to me, it looked like a good idea. And then I see, uh, yeah, probably it wasn't just my uh, discovery for other people as well, but I'm, I know I motivated many people as well to, to do the same fundraisings. And many of my friends who I met on Twitter, they also started doing this with their um, friends and communities. And I see it helps to, to raise a lot of uh, funds for, for different fundraisings. And um, yeah, so th this works really well. And uh, the only problem, it also requires a lot of time to um, 
keep track of everything. So now I'm not doing it on that scale as before, as I was just offering to everyone, just come and uh, also promoting it. And uh, I had many people uh, yeah, coming uh, with this request, but sometimes it's just overwhelming because I have now a lot of uh, um, like much more soldiers to support. So it's less, uh, so this is also a big amount of time you need to uh, like check, uh, check with them, talk with them, uh, order uh, like gear or order things, fund, uh, fundraising money, they sometimes come from different uh, like accounts you need to also call. So it's a, a lot of uh, activities and uh, no, like a full-time job plus a family and there is no time for like also, uh, accepting batch orders uh, now uh, i'm just uh, doing it on um, kind of ad hoc basis so people uh, if they know they come and ask and for my friends who really uh, doing some fundraising they they need it they just come and uh, of course help them but um, th this is really like for for a star or for some big uh, um, Fundraising, this is really uh, great because uh, first, uh, first of all, it uh, attracts attention uh, of people when there are some nice things. Uh, then uh, people feel they will get some uh, souvenir. I say, I think uh, most of people like it because it's a good souvenir of, of these times. You can keep it easily in album or anywhere and yeah for others it becomes like also a collectible item so they collect more try to search for, for more and there are a lot of uh, like this uh, crazy ideas like with that shark for example everyone wanted shark patch uh, then uh, this um, main busters but by the way you should have it <laughs> this yes main i'm one, one of those yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, i i that i was laughing uh so much when uh, uh so um yeah the guy is requested to make this page and uh all these different trends so this will be a memory for people and i i really like to uh, give something from ukraine it's made in ukraine and it's uh, sent from ukraine uh, for it brought to Ukraine some funds, uh, so a lot of uh, uh, like po positive uh, po points why to to have it. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I recommend it to to everyone and uh, many people, uh, even abroad, like in in US, for example, traveling colonels, my friends, they also um, they they didn't take it. Um, as like important thing at first, but then they also noticed that, uh, for example, for soldiers, it's uh, they also collect patches. They even uh, trade some gear <laughs> for patches and uh, some supplies uh, because uh, some of them they have really like uh, it's like a hobby uh, for them. And uh, now they they also started. Uh, uh, ordering because uh, first it helps to for fundraising other it helps to raise uh, awareness about the this foundation for example and to uh, also uh, see when you see on the picture this um, for example ifex they make with this patch it's 
also easier to uh, kind of make reports uh, for supporters that really your uh, funds went to to this unit. So there, there are a lot of uh, areas where patches can be useful. Plus, it's just uh, nice. Uh, <laughs> I don't collect uh, patches myself, only uh, this um, uh, that are gifts from units. Uh, but uh, I'm really happy to help everyone who wants uh, to get one. Yeah, so let's uh, let's make think, one for you as well. Yes, I think I might start to uh, certainly collect ones uh, of people that I've you know interviewed and spoken to. I think uh, you know creating a personal patch collection would be a great idea, and of course, it's a great incentive to to raise funds. Well, what you're doing is is absolutely incredible. I mean, I'd love to uh, sort of keep in keep in touch and do more of these as things develop. And as you say, it's become more important than ever that uh, people uh, from around Europe and the world support Ukraine and support specific causes, because as you say, they know exactly who they're helping and how they're helping. And it's got that transparency. Uh, I think it's incredibly important to get involved in that way. Don't give uh, money to the big international charities. Um, make sure you know you reach out to Ukrainians and give them to people who are actually deploying those funds exactly where they're needed and exactly to help Ukraine towards victory. Um, Nina, what a fantastic pleasure to speak to you again. Um, there's so much you said is incredibly moving and enlightening. And uh, good luck with the incredible work that you're doing. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, everyone.